Hey, you're listening to the Catalyst Church Podcast, here to incite change through Jesus. Check us out on social media, Catalyst Church NZ. Now, onto this week's message. So the title of my message today, and I'm excited to share this, like I am every Sunday this year, because God is doing something, man. God is doing something in people's lives, people's hearts. And as I've said, and I'm decreeing and declaring this, this is a year of renewed passion where God is renewing and reestablishing something. And I, and I just want to reiterate the word passion. The word passion means barely controllable emotion. And when you have the Spirit of God inside of you, it's barely containable. Like He just he comes out of us there. And so the title of my message today is, I don't got this, but God does. I don't got this, but God has. He's got it. He's got it in control in His hands. And if you've got a Bible, you can turn or click with me. Uh, depending on what you've got there. So Galatians 3, 10, and I want to read to you uh, verses 10, 11, and 12 in Galatians 3. It says this, But those who depend on the law to make them right with God are under his curse. For the scripture says, Cursed is everyone who does not observe and obey all the commandments that are written in the book of God's law. So it is clear that no one can be made right by, with God by trying to keep the law. For the scriptures say it is through faith that a righteous person has life. Man, I, 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 I love this and I hate this. Like, you know, for me personally, I love streaks. Not streaking, I love streaks. Like where you like get day after day where you do something. Like I don't know if you ever had one of those apps and it says you, you're on a like a, a 10 day streak or a 20 day streak. You've got that in the Bible app. Uh, I play Wordle and like about five days ago. I flunked out on the word. The word was stage and I tried to put in staff and I lost on the sixth one and my streak of 36 days, womp, womp, it just disappeared. But for me, it's just something so satisfying about streaks, about like like getting there. Maybe you've got a calendar and every day you do something right, you tick it off or you put a cross through it and you just build these streaks and you go up and all of these things come along. And, and, and I love those things. But the problem with it is that for every streak that I do, it's always in my hands. It's my ability. It's what I'm doing there. And the longer the streak goes, the more easy it is for me to become complacent and rely on my own momentum, my own ability, my own gifts. And and in order to live the life that God has called me to do, I actually have to have a life of faith. I have to say, yes, I'm going to go to Bali and I don't have the money for it. Yes, I'm going to go and I'm going to go, go there and I'm going to take time off work four months in advance and then I only book the tickets three months later when the provision comes through. See, it's not about what I've previously been able to do or the, the accomplishments that I have or the bits of paper and degrees that I have on my wall or the, 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 the list of accomplishments that I put in my CV. It's actually about living in the moment right now and trusting that God will come through. And so that scripture continues on in verse 12. It says this, This way of faith is very different from the way of law, which says it is through obeying the law that a person has life. So when I ask a question to you this morning, what, what is the law? What is the law? Well, the law is very simply a bunch of rules and regulations that were given to God's people in the Bible. And if you're going through our Bible in a year plan right now, you'll be reading all about the law and regulations. We've been going through Leviticus and all these just different things. And God is very interested in setting things up in the right, proper way. But it's all about these rules and regulations that were given to the people to follow and, and, and obey in order to live the life that God wanted them to have. But the problem with the rules is that they often focus on the things you're not supposed to do. 
the rules are like don't do this don't do that don't do this be be this thing over here but not this over here and and the rules tell us what we're not supposed to do instead of what we are supposed to do i'll illustrate it like this okay everyone i don't want you to think about a big giant gray elephant don't think about a giant gray elephant all right, who thought about a gray elephant right then? Right, you know, like if you don't put your hand up, you're probably lying. So, like, you know, it's okay. No judgment here. But the problem is, is when we're told not to do something, we, we do we do it. So, if you look at my feet, and it's barefoot today because Bianca put a sign up on the door, no judgment here, but we want to not wear shoes today. But anyway, I'm not wearing shoes, and I love it because I've been wondering where we feet for a long time. This carpet is really soft. Uh, it's delicious. Um, but 11 years ago, or no, it's actually not, it's more than 11 years ago. It's, it's coming up 14 years ago now. Um, you can look in my right foot. You can see that it looks relatively normal. But I got a photo on my phone that I can show you after the service. I won't show you now. Where I actually degloved my foot. And, and some of you will know about this. Some of you are not. And when I degloved my foot, it was in, a, in an elevator accident. And it got dragged through on a steel grate. And literally, like if you imagine what a degloving is, like when you take a glove off and you go there. Well, that's kind of what happened to my foot. I've got a photo and I'll show anyone who wants to see it afterwards. And so when I, when I, when I got this, this accident happen, uh, I, I said to the, the manager of the warehouse where I was working at the time, hey, Woody, I need you to call me in an ambulance. What are you gonna, like, what, he's like, what have you done? I was like, yeah, I had a little bit of an accident. My first thought was when I was in the elevator, I hope I haven't ruined my shoe. Then when I looked down and I saw what had happened, I was like, oh, I hope I'm not hurt too bad because that shoe was toast. Anyway, the, the, the paramedics turned up and uh, they're there. And I remember lying down on the, the, the um, entrance to the warehouse there. They had jackets and stuff propping me up. And the paramedics were cutting away my shoe. So my shoe was obviously toast. And then they said to me, don't look at it. Don't look at your foot. I'm like, oh man, I just want to look at my foot. Okay, I want to look at my foot. So I hop in the ambulance. They take me to the hospital. I go into the ED and the emergency department. The nurses are there. And they, they, they go and they lift up the bandage. And I try and look. They're like, don't look at it. They tell me not to look at it. I was like, okay, I want to look at it. We're going to get the doctor to come and the surgeon, like the, 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 the ED doctor to come down and look at it. The ED doctor comes down and he's there and they've wrapped it up and he pulls it open. And I'm like there and he's like, I'm like can I look? He's like, no, 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 don't look at it. My, my auntie, who was a nurse working at Auckland Hospital, had heard that I was in the emergency department, came down and she looked at me thinking oh, I was just something there. And she comes down and I could see on her face that it wasn't just a little something that had happened. And I said to her, Maggie, can I have a look at it? She's like, no, you're not allowed to look at it. They didn't want me to look at my foot. Like, you know, Tangi Heidi works in the ED or used to work in the ED and they probably know all about this. They don't want you to look at this because they don't want you to spaz out and freak out. But I was so curious now what my foot was on. And I had in my pocket my phone and I said to my auntie, I said to her, let's strike up a deal. Let's strike up a deal. Why don't you take a photo of my foot and I won't look at it right now and I'll just look at it later. She's like, Okay, but you got to promise you won't look at it to me, won't look at it right now. I was like, okay, I won't look at it right now. Of course, you got to understand the meaning of the word now is now. Like right now is not the now that it just happened. Right? Like, so I was like, yeah, I won't look at it now. That's fine. The second she left the room, I pulled out my phone and I looked at my foot and I was like, holy moly. Spoiler alert, you can see tendons in this big black cavern in my foot and it is like split apart. Okay, so if you're squeamish, you don't want to look at it. But isn't it interesting how I had like all these people tell me don't look at it and all I wanted to do was look at it. 
Like all I wanted to do was look at it here. And the problem with the law that's in, the, in here is that it focuses on what not to do instead of what to do. It's the set of standards that are actually so impossible for us to live, 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 so impossible to live up to that we can't do it. It stops us from living the life that we want to. And this is the rule that I've learned in life, that you will always head in the direction of where you're looking. Did you know that? You will always go in the direction where you're looking. So let me ask you this. Who are the social media accounts you are looking at on your Instagram? Who are the people that you are following on your Facebook? Who are the music artists that you are listening to? Who are the friends and the family members you spend the most time with? What are the podcasts that you have that are on high rotation on your playlist? What are the books that you are reading about? Because you will always head in the direction that you are looking. See, they teach you this when you're riding a motorbike. When you're turning a corner, you don't look straight ahead where you are. You look where you want to go. Because what will happen is you will naturally steer the bike to the place that you want to go. And it isn't always straight ahead that we want to look. Sometimes we need to turn a corner. And in life, we need to turn corners. And we need to look and see what's coming up ahead of us. When you do a defensive driving course, they tell you to look 12 seconds ahead of you on the road. Because what's immediately in front of you, you'll be able to navigate with your peripheral vision. But because you know what's coming on up ahead and where you're going, you'll be able to handle the situations that are coming to you and take appropriate steps and actions. And if you don't want to be part of that three-car pileup that's happening 12 seconds ahead of you, you'll know to apply your brakes. We need to understand that when we try and focus on obeying the law, we will always fall short. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, for everyone... That's your neighbor. That's the person that's standing in front of you right here. Has sinned and we all fall short of God's glorious standard. So what does this mean? Does it mean we're all stuffed? Does it literally mean like, hey, we, we can't do anything? No, no, no. Let me, let me, let me, let me continue on. Galatians 3, 11 and 12 said this. So it's clear that no one can be made right with God by trying to keep the law. So it's clear right now. The Bible makes it super clear that there's nothing that we can do in our own ability, our own strength, our own wisdom. Uh, that we can do to make ourselves right with God. We can't do it by our actions alone. There is no exceptions to this rule. Whether you be rich or poor, whether you are popular or unpopular, whether you are famous or an unknown, whether you are educated or you're uneducated, whether you are extroverted or introverted, whether you are a charismatic person or you're dead boring, whether you're a perfectionist or you're just a person that sloppily throws things together, whether you have talent or you don't, whether you are beautiful or whether you're ugly, it doesn't matter anything about you. It doesn't matter about it because like everyone's beautiful. Let's be honest. Let's be honest here. This is church. We can't lie. We can't lie. I'm just putting it out there that some babies are ugly. Like I'm telling you, man, they come out that squished, that squash. They got a face only a mother can love. But it doesn't matter who you are, what situation you come through, your actions are never going to be enough. Your talents are never going to be enough. Your ability, your bank balance is never going to be enough. Your state of health is never going to be enough. The Bible says that it is through faith that a righteous person has life. So the Bible makes it super clear that if we want to experience life, we must have faith. Now, I have some good news because I've been talking a whole lot of bad news so far. That we go, well, we can't do it. That, that we can 
please God. It says this there in John 10 verse 10. I have come that they may have life and enjoy it in abundance to the full till it overflows. And that God has given to every person a portion of faith, no matter how faithless you feel. Maybe right now in your life, you feel incredibly faithless, like you've got nothing. The Bible says in Romans 12 verse 3, that God has dealt to each person a measure or a portion of faith. This was given to you at birth. This is given to you at conception, in fact, that you were born with faith. But the key to faith, like anything that we have in life, is that it's what we do with it that makes the difference. What we do with faith makes the difference. And we can either suffocate it or we can feed it. We can give it the, we either suffocate it and we kill it off and we allow it to lay dormant and we don't feed it, or we give it an environment and give it the conditions to enable it to flourish. See, if you want your faith to grow, then it must be nurtured. We need to take personal responsibility to grow the faith that has been given to us in our life in order for it to grow, in order for it to be the, the faith that God wants it to be. And if you want your faith to grow, then we do nurture it. Like a plant, we water it. We ensure it has the right conditions, that it has the right level of soil, that it, that it can see the right amount of sun, that we don't overwater it. Sometimes we can overwater it. Sometimes we can give it too much sun. Sometimes we, can, we give it the wrong soil and all those sorts of things. But God is saying to us today that we need to make sure we take the faith that He's entrusted to us and grow it. And that's why it's important to lift our vision from where we are. If we were just to look down right before us and not lift up, we would miss out on the things that God is wanting to do in our lives. See, it's not about where we are right now in our life, but where God is calling you to be. Right now is not your end destination. Right now is not where God wants you to finish up. Right now is not the end. Because if it was, die and go to heaven. Like right now, if you're breathing, there is something more. And the best way I know to lift vision in our lives is through faith. Because faith is seeing those things that aren't as if they were. Things that are unseen to come forward. So what have you been feeding your spirit in order to feed your faith? What have you been feeding him? The word of God is incredibly important. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, hearing his voice, hearing him through prayer, hearing him through the Bible. Uh, another incredibly important thing is testimonies. I love hearing stories about how God is moving in people's lives. And sometimes we think of testimonies as simply a moment where someone comes and shares up at the front of a church building. But you know what testimonies are? Testimonies are just you sharing about what God is doing in your life. They are the conversations you have with your friends, your family members, your colleagues. When you turn up tomorrow at work, providing it doesn't bucket down and we all can get to work, what you, you would talk when someone comes in on the Monday morning and they say to you, how was your weekend? Don't reply with just good, how was yours? Because that's what everyone says. You go, man, I went to church yesterday, I had the best day. Man, I felt like the presence of God in that place. That is a testimony. They're like, you felt the presence of God? What, what do you mean you felt the presence of God? Like, you know, like, like it will inspire curiosity. Like, like, share what God is doing in your life. And then and, and, and another way that we feed our spirit in order to feed our faith is worship. 
Today, I, 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 we've put together, I mean, I've had a request from many people. I put to, I've started the starts of a Spotify playlist of, of all the different worship songs that you can get that will feed your faith, that you can play, that you can create an environment. And I want to tell you right now, God loves you too much to leave you where you are right now. No matter how good your life is, God has got something more for you today. Galatians 3.12 says this way of faith is very different from the way of the Lord. A life of faith should look and feel different. Like, like when people spend time with you, when people are around you, you shouldn't be normal. Like, like as a Christian, having the, the Spirit of God inside of you, you shouldn't be normal compared to everyone else. Like, 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 like we don't get to blend in. Like, I'm sorry. I have bad news for the people that like blending in. Like, when you have a conversation, like they should be going, there's something about you. Like, when you don't just necessarily take the status quo and agree and just go with everything else that's going on, because God gives you convictions about stuff, where you refuse to speak in certain ways or, or, or take certain action. And when people spend time with you, they should look at you and go, you know what? Like, you're different. I don't mean weird. Like, I don't mean weird different. I mean, like, like we're not of this world because we're now a part of the kingdom of heaven that actually our language, the way we speak, our actions, our decisions, and our behaviors are different. You will stand out to the people around you. So you've got to make peace today with not fitting in. You've got to make peace today with not fitting in. It's okay. God has made you strong enough, big enough, bold enough so that you don't have to fit in. So how do we live this life of faith? If it's not done by our actions, it's not done by obeying the law, it's not done by obeying the rules, and that it's done by faith, how do we live a, day, a life of faith? Well, I want to sh- suggest some keys for you. They're not all the keys. They're not going to lay it all down here. But we've got some, some good stuff here. The, the first one here is daily decisions. Every day we're going to make a decision. This means that the decisions we make in our everyday life, we need to make in light of building our faith. What is it that I'm about to do to grow my faith, stretch my faith, test my faith, encourage my faith, lift my faith? Are the things that I'm about to choose going to lead me in that way or will they distract me? Will they turn me away? Will they shrink my faith, discourage my faith? Will they tread on my faith? We need to make the small daily decisions that allow us to press into God, to press into what He's doing. Don't get caught up and looking for that one Big life-changing moment. I'm just waiting for the day that I'm going to win lotto. And then like, you know, too many people have a win lotto mentality instead of like a chip it away mentality. Like, man, like we can make so much difference by just every day making those small choices that lead us into it. Don't get caught up in having to make that big, man. Like for us, like we look and we go, man, I just want to have everything right, everything perfect, everything laid out. If I waited for everything to be perfect and laid out in there, I'll get nothing done. I would rather be a person that says, you know what, I'm just going to try something and I'm going to take the little steps every day and hope for the best. And if it doesn't work out, okay, I'll learn from my mistakes and try again. But every day, make small daily decisions that allow you to press into God by the things that you listen to, the things that you feed into your life. We live a life by faith with those daily decisions. The second thing, I want to suggest that some of us all of us, I need to do this. We need to change our language. The language of faith is one that doesn't focus on what is around us, but on what can be. 
I am, I'm, I, this is like a daily struggle for me sometimes where I feel like I've got to not be focused on what is before me. I can get caught up so easily. Like Bianca, you can speak to her, she challenges me on this and I thank God for a wife that will be able to challenge me on this and hold me there, that I'm not just going, you know what, this is what it is, Andy, this is, this is, oh, you're right, you know, this is what our bank account says that we can do. I mean, if, if we did that, then we'd never, never go beyond where we're at. Change your language. There's a saying, you've probably heard it before, mum always said that if you can't say anything nice, then don't say anything at all. Well, it's actually really true. But I want to say, if you can't say anything faithful, then don't say it. Like Andy says, if you can't say anything that's full of faith, then don't say anything at all. Like just keep that on the inside. And then even if you have to, just make a statement, declaration of faith, that even if you don't feel it, speak it out. Because there is incredible power in our words. The Bible says in Proverbs that the power of life and death is in our tongue. And we shall eat its fruit. In other words, we will be sustained on the words that we speak out. They will feed our spirit. They will feed who we are. So the language of faith chooses positivity. It chooses life. It chooses affirmation. It chooses encouragement and love in all situations. So I want to be a person that refuses gossip. I want to be a person that refuses negativity, to refuse anything that speaks against the plans or promises of God. And many times, Bianca or I will say things, I don't agree with that, or that's not for me, or just a big fat nut. No, not in my family, not in my life. That may be your situation, but that's not mine. We need to change our language. And I am constantly challenged on changing my language to speak a language of faith that would focus not on what is, but on what could be in God. So we live a life of faith by those daily decisions and by changing our language. But the third one, the most important one, is that we focus on Jesus. Faith in Jesus was, is, and always will be enough for us to know and to experience God in our lives. When we walk with Jesus, faith will always rise up. Jesus will always challenge us, but he'll always encourage us. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. Jesus stated this very simply in John 14, 12, that we will do greater works than he did. He said, it's better that I go to the Father and, and, and that the helper comes because you will do these works and even greater because I go. And because we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, we have a foundation to lean into. We have testimonies to inspire us. We have something that shifts and changes on us. And when we choose to focus in on Jesus instead of the news, when we choose to focus in on Jesus instead of the situations, when we choose to focus in on Jesus and his word instead of what others are saying and others are predicting, then it allows us to change our attitude. Our faith levels rise up. We go, you know what, that, that might be what's happening in your situation, but that's not for me. That's not what's going on in my life and there. And this life of faith that is different will rise up in a way. And that's how we feed what God is calling us to do. And so today I know that God is stirring and shifting us. Right now in your life, you might feel, man, like, Andy, I don't know what I can do in this situation. That's okay. You don't have to have this. God's got it. And in every situation that you're facing right now, knowing that God has a plan for you, a way out, a way forward, 
a way for you to, to grow and to stretch and to challenge. That as we lean into that and go, you know what, God, I know that you've got something for me. What is it? And we focus in on him. Something will shift and something will change. And so today I want to create an opportunity for us all in this space. Like I do every week because I don't want to just have church. I don't want to, I don't want to just have church and just turn in and, and, and that. I want to create a space for us to, to meet with God. And I want to do two things today. I want to pray for anyone here in this place that you don't know Jesus or you're far from him or you want to come back to him or you're listening in on the podcast and you want to do that. I want to give an opportunity because the Bible says that if we declare with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I've already said that Romans 3.23, we all fall short, we're all stuffed up. The Bible says that sin separates us from God and that the payment of sin, the wages of sin is death. But Jesus came and lived a perfect life paid that price in our place so that we could come to know him so that all we need to do is receive him into our life so i want to pray a prayer in just a moment and we're going to get everyone to pray it it's a prayer of just inviting god into our lives and if you've never prayed that prayer before or you once have and you're far from god or you don't know where you stand before god you want to be sure then as we pray this you make it your prayer it's a real simple prayer and then after we've prayed that prayer i'm going to give an opportunity for people here that you know right now in your life, you've been going, you know what, I've, I've got this. Don't worry, God, I've got this. And you're going, you know what, I actually need to let go of these things. There's certain areas in your life where you've been holding on to control. You've been holding on to it. And God is saying to you today, I want you to let go of this. Because ultimately, you're not going to be able to steer it to the place God has got for you until you let go of it and you grab a hold of Him. So we're going to do those two things. So first one, if you know that you need to get right with God today, you know you're far from Him or whatever, just close your eyes right now. Every person in this place, and if you're, even if you're listening on the podcast, I encourage you to close your eyes just so you can focus and get rid of the distractions. If you find yourself in any one of those three categories I talked about before, that either you've never given your life to Jesus or you once have but you're far from Him, or you just don't know where you stand before God, you want to be sure. You make this your prayer and pray it today, and everyone's going to pray it. So let's pray it together, church. Say, Dear Jesus, I come to you today, and I open my life and my heart to you. I thank you that you paid the price for all my sins and received me into your family. Be my Lord be my savior. I thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross and rose again for me. I am forgiven because of you. In your name I pray. Amen. You know, today, if you prayed that prayer, I would love to pray for you as well. And you can come up and you can speak to me or Bianca or someone maybe you came with and just let them know and we'll pray for you. We've got Bibles. We'd love to help you on the next steps of what it is to do in your journey. But today, you know, I, I really feel that, you know, we can easily take a hold of things in our own lives. And if you're here in this space and you're going, you know what, Andy, I, I, I need to let go of some stuff that I've been just holding on to so tightly and so strongly. I've been, I've been living trying to fulfill the rules and do it all in my own strength. And you're saying, you know what, I know that I, I fail and it's coming short. I want to say again, you know, I don't got this, but God has. 
and I don't have the answers. I don't, it's not some magic silver bullet by just coming forward, but I know that as we respond in faith, God sees our hearts, He sees our situations, and He can grow what is stirring on the inside of you to draw you closer to the plans and purposes He has for you. And so I'm going to invite everybody in the church just to stand, just stand to your feet wherever you are. And if you're here and you're saying, you know what, Andy, I know I need to let go of something in, in my life, whatever it is. And I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to ask you to give any details. I'm just going to pray. And I want to pray for every person that is wanting to let go of something. Maybe you're wanting to let go of some, some hurts and some pains. Maybe you're, you're, you've got some, some control uh, issues that you've you, just been trying to do. It. Maybe you're, you're, you've got some cycles of, of, of habits or, or thoughts. Maybe you find yourself in relationships maybe you've been trying to just see something happen for so long and it hasn't happened whatever it is i'm going to invite you right now to come up out of your seat come to the front i'm going to pray for you the anchor's going to come as well and just pray for anybody here that has prayer they want to let go of those things in your life so if that's you today you're saying andy that's me i've been holding on to i've been doing it in my own strength why don't you just come up out of your seat right now and come to the front I'm going to pray for you. I'm believing for God to move. He's wanting to do stuff in people's lives right now. I see, I see God releasing miracles in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Holding on to in your own ability, your own strength will always be too hard, too difficult. And God, we thank you right now for your anointing that's here, for your presence that's here in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, right now. Holy Ghost. Lord, I thank you for every person in this room right now, for the anointing of God that's here today. And Lord, we thank you for the shift that you're bringing. And Lord, I pray right now that you would help us to make those daily decisions to walk in faith. And God, for those that have responded right now, come to the front. Lord, I thank you. You know what's going on in their lives. You know what's going on in their hearts. You know what's going on in their situations. And God, I thank you for the plan and purpose that you have for it. God, today, I pray that there would be a shift. Lord God, even as they take the situation and they lay it down, you know, I'm so reminded of the need to lay things down at the foot of the cross, that we take it to Jesus. And so God, today, Lord, we thank you that they just release that right now in Jesus' name.